Bellator vs. Risen 2 Fight Card, promotion returns to Japan with AJ McKee vs. Patrick e. Pitbull in July. Shaquille Majuri Bellator MMA Bellator vs. Risen 2 is headed back to the Saitama Super Arena in Japan on July 30th. The follow-up to their New Year's Eve collaboration is headlined by a Bellator Lightweight World Grand Prix quarterfinals matchup between AJ McKee and Patrick e. Pitbull, the promotion announced on Saturday. There is no love lost between former Bellator featherweight champion McKee and Patrick e. Pitbull, the former lightweight champion. McKee and Patricio Pitbull, Patrick e. Pitbull's brother, are currently tied one-to-one in a bitter series. McKee is perfect in his first two fights as a lightweight, defeating UFC alum Spike Carlisle and reigning risen lightweight champion Roberto D'Souza. This is Patrick e. Pitbull's first fight since losing the lightweight title to Usman Nurmagomedov in November. The co-main event will crown the inaugural Bellator flyweight champion. Kyoji Horiguchi, a former Bellator and risen bantamweight champion who once challenged Demetrius Johnson for the UFC flyweight title, will face Risen's Makoto Takahashi, the latter of whom boasts a fantastic 16-1-1 record. A fight between Kano Watanabe and Vita Artiega is also scheduled. The structure of Bellator vs Risen 2 will differ from the inaugural event. The first card featured five Bellator vs Risen fights contested under Risen rules. This time around, the broadcast will be split into Bellator and Risen portions. The Bellator fights will be contested under the unified rules of MMA while the Risen portion will be contested in their traditional ring. Bellator fighters Juan Archuleta and Tofik Miaziev are scheduled to compete in the Risen segment of the event against opponents yet to be announced. Getty Images MMA fans are slogging through one of the weakest stretches of UFC events in recent history. The cards and main events in particular have been short on star power as the promotion continues to churn out events on a near-weekly basis. Fights are being plucked from one crippled card to another to patch up holes on short notice. It hurts the viewers and fighters all while UFC and parent company Endeavor continue to tout record profits. It just feels like UFC is in a season where they're trying to maximize profits, which is business, that's what big businesses do, but doing it in an almost shameless manner and at every single turn, CBS sports analyst and morning combat host Brian Campbell said on the November 10th episode of the podcast. I think across the board you're seeing a more watered-down product. Your browser can't play this video. Learn more. The reasons for UFC's dip in quality are simple, but the ramifications are complex. ESPN's 2019 acquisition of UFC's television rights was a boon for the promotion. The UFC was guaranteed $150 million per year so long as they met ESPN's event quota, plus additional income over a certain number of pay-per-view buys. Combat sports have traditionally been a volatile business where revenue relied heavily on fan interest. A big headliner equals big money. A lack of name value equates to a shortage of cash flow. The ESPN deal granted UFC guaranteed income, financial stability and less dependence on fighters to attract a mainstream audience. The UFC generates 90% of all revenue in MMA and houses most of the sport's top talent, according to Bloody Elbow reporter John S. Nash who has extensively covered the UFC antitrust lawsuit. 
CBS Sports analyst Luke Thomas identifies their monopsony, where one firm is the sole purchaser of goods or services, as well as their revenue streams as prime motivators for the promotion's quantity over quality approach. I watched UFC have to compete to kill off the IFL. I watched them have to compete to kill off Elite XC and Affliction, Luke Thomas said on the same morning combat episode. I watched them compete on a certain level to win those battles, and they did. They're just not competing, to me, anymore. The business is so large and entrenched and the methods of revenue generation are so fixed that nothing can challenge the market but the Ollie Act or unionization. Your browser can't play this video. Learn more. Watch on.